You're now listening to Locked On 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. James Harden is now a 76er. We're going to get into that and much more. Let's get into it. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome into Locked On 76ers. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire with the OG Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, what's going on, my man? What's popping, man? Now, listen, we, we got a lot to get into, OG. We, we do. The 76ers made a huge trade. They acquired James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets. The Ben Simmons saga is over. Simmons is off to Brooklyn. Uh, we're going to get into the trade, how it affects the Sixers. We're going to discuss how it affects the Eastern Conference race as a whole. And we're also going to get into Harden, uh, looking ahead a little bit, long term, how this Harden deal affects the Sixers moving forward. But first, let's get into the deal. The deal is Philadelphia sends Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and uh, some draft picks to the Nets for James Harden and Paul Millsap. The Sixers now get a guy who they have been chasing for a while now. Daryl Morey's got a good relationship with, with Harden. They were trying to acquire him from the Rockets before he got sent to Brooklyn last year. Now they get to team him up with Joel Embiid. Keith, first of all, let me get your initial thoughts on this deal. Uh, and, and does this deal make the Sixers better? Uh, it it, it kind of sort of does. I mean, you know, right now, here's the thing. To me was you had to keep Tobias Harris in order for them to be good. Everybody said – and initially, people were thinking you got to clear up space. But I, I, when I look at it, I, I say to myself, like, okay, you lost Steph Curry, which is a piece, a huge piece. You also lost Andre Drummond. But when you think about losing Ben Simmons, this is a guy who didn't play at all this season. So you replace him with James Harden, right? Um, and then I guess you could have Maxi still in the starting lineup. You, you, you kept um, uh, Matisse Thibel. I think that when you factor in that you're basically gaining and you lost a shooting guard and you lost a backup center, but you gained James Harden, how can you not say it, it doesn't make this team better? You know, the big thing is, is just how are these guys going to be able to share the ball and things like that? But, yes, it makes this team better. Yeah, I think it, it, it immediately makes this team better. I know a lot of people are freaking out like, oh, it's, James Harden isn't the same player, da-da-da. But, like, like, no, I mean, James Harden, Keith, is in a down year, and he's averaging 22.5 points, 10.2 assists, and 8 rebounds. And that is a quote-unquote down year for him, you know. Like, we're talking about a guy who can take over a game at any moment in terms of his offensive ability. He gets to the free throw line, so him and Joel Embiid are going to be able to really uh, – we're going to be able to dominate a game that way. I will say this, uh, though, Keith, Sixers games might last about three hours. Now, with those two getting to the free throw line every other possession, right? This, like Those two guys getting to the line, whether it be Joel on one possession and James on the other. But, you know, like James, like this is the perimeter guy that they have been looking for really for a long – really throughout the whole Joel Embiid era to team him up with. Yeah, you think about – yeah, I think the last time they had someone – um, this good, I mean, this good was uh, Jimmy Butler, right? Right. But he's better than Jimmy Butler. No offense to Jimmy, but he's better than Jimmy. And what I mean is this good is like a, a guard who can close out, who can do all types of things, and, and is clutch. 
you know, but James Harden, you look at it, you know, three-time scoring champion, you know, former MVP, you know, everything. You know, this is a, a formidable tandem. I mean, you know, you look at this and, and you say the big three, you got uh, Joel, James, and then Tobias as the big as the third person. You know, it, it's, it's really good. It's a good one. Yeah, it's – like on paper, it looks really good. I do have some concerns just because um, obviously this is where Harden wanted, wants to be. Uh, this is kind of been like the uh, the go to place for Harden, like a- as he was even trying to get out of Houston. Um, he wants he wanted to be with Daryl Morey. Um, he's got a great relationship with with a uh, co managing partner Michael Rubin. We all know that. My my thing is like if things don't go as well as they thought they would, Keith. Like, are we going to see James possibly? mail it in a bit as he did with Houston and as he did with Brooklyn if things don't really get off to the good start maybe like like, like could that be a quote unquote concern I mean I, I think that everyone you have to be concerned but I think the way that this thing is set up for him like let's face it like Michael Rubin um is uh is a you know own co-owner of the team but he's a really good friend of James you know, Daryl Morey, yeah, James Harden was a good player in Oklahoma City. I mean, sixth man of the year. But once he be uh, linked in with uh, linked with Daryl Morey, he became a perennial all-star. You know, uh, Tad Brown, the CEO of the Sixers. You know what I mean, James? Like, this is like a home away from home for him. You know, so I feel like everything is going to set up and, and, and go well for him. Like, I really do. I feel like everything is going to be, you know, a situation where he's going to yeah i think it's all set up for him um but at the same time it was just like everybody was like oh he's got a great setup in brooklyn you know he had kevin durant and he had kyrie irving you know his friends whatever but i think a lot of people need to kind of understand with that thing is just like he expected to be able to play with duran irving and think about it those three keith only played 16 games together yeah, but this is completely different. Yeah, right. This is a like yeah, like what I'm saying is like it's different. This guy is coming home. Like it is kind of like I, I get what you're saying, but I think that you know over there he goes there. They play 16 games together. He was the third fiddle. He's not going to be the third fiddle here. Absolutely, you not. know he's he's not going to be the third fiddle. I, I and and you know you go there like this is. You know, the problem, the only thing that him, like, the, my biggest concern is, the only question I have, not, not really a concern, he and Joel and B got to get together in the room. Yep. And they got to say, how are we going to make this work? Yep. Now, the thing is, both of them are used to, they thrive when they're both the alpha dog and they do stuff like that. Yep. But I think, like, these are guys who've been around each other. They got mutual friends, the whole nine. Um, I, I think that it, it can work out. Now, the th- question mark is, is, you know, the James Harden we saw in Brooklyn in the last couple games and this and that and this shooting percentage, can he bring that back? Can he become can he become that guy? Can he can he like um you know, can can he can he get up the shots? Can he do whatever, right? Right. So to me, um that's the question. That's it. But outside of that, you know, I, I think they're good. Now, here's the here's the thing, and I'm not trying to like, you know, just keep talking, talking, talking. But here's the deal. Who do you have as a backup center? That's my yep. that's a question mark. Who do you have as a backup center? Who's gonna be your designated sharpshooter, floor spacer? You know, you're gonna have to get more consistency from consistency from Danny Green, 
Furcon Corkmines, you know, things like that, because guys are going to have to knock down shots. You knew what you got in son-in-law, Seth Curry. He's not here, right? Now, the thing about it is, he, look, Seth Curry had a down year from shooting the three, and he still was shooting 40%. Exactly. So, to me, is they need somebody that's going to knock down shots and do things, and Tobias is going to have to adjust to his role. If he can, they're going to be yeah, there's going to be a lot to kind of have to really work out here. That's and we'll kind of touch on that here in this in the final minutes of this segment here. But yeah, like there there's a lot to kind of still iron out. They need a shooter. I mean, they're they're probably going to start Maxi, Harden, Thibel, Tobias, and Joel. And at that point, Keith, you just mentioned Danny Green and Furkan Korkmaz, right? You're going to need Matisse to step up and be able to knock down some three-pointers as well. That's going to be something that uh, to really watch now moving forward. And then another one is um, Maxi and Harden in the same backcourt together. That's going to be very interesting to watch. We all know Harden isn't exactly the greatest defender in the world. Ma- Maxi really isn't either. Um, so perimeter defense could be an issue. It's good that they kept Matisse in, in terms of perimeter defense um, because that if they – if they included Matisse, they would have been uh, hurting on that end of the floor. Um, overall, uh, real quick, I'm going to ask you, what kind of grade would you give the Sixers if you had to give them a grade for this trade? Um, you know what? It, it's hard. Like, you know, it, it, it seems – see, here's the thing about this trade. It's a good trade, um, but I also think if Ben Simmons could work – if everything – if Ben Simmons comes out, I think both teams – both teams are benefiting from it. Right. Because you got Joe Harris who's hurt. Now you got son in law, Seth Curry, out there being able to shoot the threes. Right. You know, you got Andre Drummond, the dominant center. We get to see those Drummond and B matchups again. Yep. And Ben Simmons is a multifaceted player. So when you look at it, you know, until I know what shape James is in, and I think he's gonna work out, but until I know what shape he's in and his the severity of his uh his, his yeah, stuff hamstring. hamstring like, you have to say that. Some people can argue that Brooklyn won. You could argue that. I mean, that. Brooklyn got the picks, too. You so you can argue that, right? You can argue that right then and there. You could argue that. And we're going to get into uh, how this trade affects Eastern Conference, not just the Sixers and the Nets. Uh, and we will get into that after we hear from Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Super Week, brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than Locked On NFL Podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. All right, now, Keith, so the Sixers made a big deal. Obviously, this is a huge deal, really, for both the Sixers and the Nets. We're talking about two teams who were already in the championship conversation to come out of the Eastern Conference. I know Brooklyn is on a, a huge skid, nine losses in a row. Um, and I think they ne- their next game is against the Washington Wizards off the top of my head. So that's, that's going to be something to watch. Um, but this is a huge deal. Brooklyn's getting a guy in Ben Simmons where, Keith, all he has to do is play his usual elite defense 
and set up two of the game's better scorers and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. This is almost a, a perfect situation for him. Where do you put the Nets now in terms of like Eastern Conference supremacy? Do you think that they're still they should still be considered the favorites after this deal? It all depends on what KD does. It really does. It all depends on if KD is able to come back and do stuff. Right? I mean that to me that that's what it all depends on. You know, if KD is, is, is ready and, and then we got to see the situation with about how the Kyrie stuff goes, then everything is going to work out, you know? Yeah, like, I, I, I think for me, it's just like um, a lot of it comes down to Kyrie, obviously, right? And now, granted, uh, New York State actually just lifted their vaccine and mask mandate, but that doesn't mean New York City will. And that, and that is where, obviously, Kyrie Irving plays basketball. So it's going to be interesting to see if anything changes between now and the playoffs. Um, it does look like, Keith, that's trending in, the right, in that direction to where New York might, you know, ease up on the restrictions and everything, and they might lift that. But if they don't, then, you're again, you're only getting Kyrie as a part-time player, and that is going to be a huge issue because – I say it right now because Ben's offensive limitations wouldn't matter if Ben and Kyrie are on the floor. But without Kyrie, they're going to need somebody to help Ben with uh, KD with the scoring. And that's where, you know, you got to look at Ben and be like, dude, you got to give more than your usual, you know, 14 points a game. Well, you mean for Ben out there? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, but nah, he don't, nah, he ain't got it, dude. He don't have to score a lot of points on that team. But even without but – even, But even uh, if Kyrie's got, out on the floor? You got Kevin Durant, man. You got Kevin Durant. Like – I mean, did you see when we went to when we went to Brooklyn early in the we season? In like, you know what I mean? We, I mean, we went to Brooklyn and and he was down there with the G League All-Stars. You're right. And yeah, like, you know, it's like Ben doesn't have to c- c- care about. I mean, the scoring aspect is over. Now, if they would have had Matisse Thibel there, you know, you say another defensive thing, but no. No. I mean, he's playing with Kevin Durant. Everybody talks about LeBron being the greatest of all time, and he may be, but right now the best player in the league in 2022 is KD. So I don't, I don't see that. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think that this is, yeah, he don't have, he doesn't have to worry about that. Here's my question to you, though. Okay. And we're going to go a little bit off cuff a little bit, right? Okay. okay. To me, the crazy thing about this whole thing is. You have to feel a little bit for Doc Rivers. Oh, I mean, because, like, this trade was, like, something that it was forced. They had to do it. Ben didn't want to be here. They got a great player in return. But there was two dudes. I keep saying son-in-law. Seth Curry, mm-hmm. his son-in-law, he has two grandbabies by, um, from Seth and his daughter, Callie. And then Andre Drummond was a close family friend. Drummond came here. Because um, his his college roommate was Doc Rivers' adopted son, and that led him to come in here. These are the two guys who were involved in the trade. And when, if you don't know that the game is a business, yep. you found out right now. Because son-in-law and close family friend got shipped to New York so you guys can bring in James Hart and, and hope to win the championship. Yeah, that's tough. Like, like how are how are you as Doc? You have to walk in there and be like, "Listen, Seth, I know we're family and all, literally, um, but yeah, we are sending you to Brooklyn." And then you had to do the same thing to Andre. Where again, like 
you got to look at Andre, where it's just like, we may not be biologically family, but I've, I've known you since you were a kid, you know, whatever. By the way, we're also sending you to Brooklyn, too. So that that's a hard conversation to have. So, and, you know, I, I, we talked to Doc, you know, earlier, like before the uh, shortly, really, before the deal went down. And Doc was like, man, like, you know, like and I'm paraphrasing. Basically, you're, you have to understand that the game, you know, it is a business. We're trying to improve our team. And sometimes you got to put your heart into it. You're going to have people upset with you. But, you know, you have to kind of move on a little bit. But he also said you get heartbroken, too, by this. Yes, yes. And it's like you, you show people. The thing that stood out to me is, like, you got to, you know, give love. You got to continue to show love and reach out and show people you love them. But then sometimes they get upset when things happen. Yep. But you still have to do it. So basically telling me, I got close to these guys. I, I, I was like a, a father figure, this and that, and then this happened. And I know, like, people get upset, they get mad, but you still have to do it. So, yeah, to me, that was tough, man. Like, I mean, it, it, but again, it's the business. It's the business, but it's tough because, like, you know, when it gets personal like that, like, this is family, man. This right. is like, this isn't like your boy. This is this is family. Literally. So. You know, so it, it, that's the hard part, man. That's the hard part. Yeah, man. And again, like we just, as you mentioned it, this game is a business, and the Sixers are in the business of trying to win a championship with while Joel Embiid is upright. Now, Keith, with, with this addition of Harden, and we just kind of went over what he can bring to the team and, thing, and things like that. Do you feel a little bit more confident? that they can at least reach the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, do you feel like they can at least reach that round? Now, now Again, I don't know. That's too early. You talking about the Sixers? Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. Now, now see, I'm, I'm yeah, going to throw this caveat in there. Like, let's just assume that they do get a new backup center because they're going to have to. Like, they're, they're, they're going to have to go out and sign somebody in the buyout market, something. Yeah. Because without Drummond – that that question now becomes who the hell is backing up Joel? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm assuming they get a backup center, at least a good one, and they throw this out there. Do you think that they can at least make the conference finals now? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, it's a tough question though. I mean, on paper you say yeah, you got two uh, two All NBA type dudes like. Right now, you say Harden might be a second-team All-NBA guy, Embiid's first team. Um, the question mark is, it ain't. it's not dumb. It's like Danny Green, what's he going to do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you look at this Miami team. Miami's in first place. The Sixers, two, what, two and a half out? Yeah. I mean, I think they, they should. I mean, the pressure is on Doc Rivers now. Yep. It really is. The pressure is on Doc. So, yeah, I, I think I think I think they have a chance. I just need to see. My question mark is, like we talked about a point guard. Well, they did get their guard. We just gotta have the Sixers. Just gotta have some, you know, consistent shooting around these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, they're gonna have to. I, like losing Seth Curry is gonna be. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be a like a, a. It's gonna be bigger than what people think. He's, he, he can be replaced. I mean, you can go out there and you can find a shooter. I mean, you know, it's the NBA. You know, these guys can all shoot the ball. But a guy like Seth Curry, and you mentioned it, he, he was having a down year, Keith, and he was only 40% from deep, which is pretty damn good. So, yeah, losing Seth Curry, is, is it, it hurts. And now you're going to put that next to Ben and KD, um, possibly Kyrie for, you know, whoever, however many games he can actually play in. That's scary because because let's just say they even bring back Joe Harris. Let's say Joe Harris can come back. 
and you're looking at Simmons, KD, Kyrie, Joe Harris, and Seth Curry. So it's that that's still really tough to kind of yeah. overcome. But it's in like, and you know, typically when we look at stuff like this and people do it, this year more so than anyone, anything is one of those. And I hate to take the easy, the hard, I mean, the easy to escape, but it's more like a wait and see just yeah. because of that. Now, the thing is, though, if what I'm seeing right now is true, you know, James Harden worked out in Philly today. Yeah. Right? So, to me, that's an, that's impressive because, you know, he's here, he worked out. Now, the thing about James, people got to know, James Harden knows Philly. He's really cool with Marcus and Markeith Morris. He, you know, was one of their teammates. So, he's been here a lot, Meek Mill, all that. He got a crew, this and that. So the thing is, to me, the fact that he's out there working out and doing what he can, that's good. That's impressive because that tells you he really wants it. Like, you know what I mean? He's ready. And then it also says that, you know, when we when we talk about the hamstring and all that, then maybe he's closer to returning or not. Now, do I expect him to play tomorrow? Probably not. But they do uh, – do I expect him to play uh, – uh, Saturday, maybe, maybe not, but you do know that he he's probably going to, if at, at the latest, play when they play next week, you know. So so that's the thing. Um, I, I think that they're going to do well. I, it's just hard right now because here's the thing about Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to be a good team, but it's going to probably take Ben Simmons a couple weeks to get up to speed, right? You know, it's it's going to. Uh, like Kyrie, the caveat is, or the big question is, how soon is it going to take for them to, like, the vaccination type thing right. or before that, you know, or, or the restrictions? So there's a lot of, unfortunately, there's a lot of question marks right now that, that need to be answered, you know? No, absolutely. And we're going to dive into a little bit more of those after we hear from Shopify and Built Bar. The sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel and integrations and apps including facebook instagram tiktok pinterest and more go to shopify.com slash locked on nba all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to shopify's entire suite of features grow your business with shopify today go to shopify.com slash locked on nba shopify.com slash locked on nba it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions right if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or, or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 
calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Keith. So you just kind of brought up a, a wait and see type of thing at the end of that second segment. And first of all, I absolutely agree with you because we don't really know what Ben's going to look like in Brooklyn, right? I mean, we know the potential of what Ben can look like in Brooklyn because, you know, we covered him for so long and we know what he could do. But he hasn't played all season long. It's going to take him a little bit to ramp himself back up. Um, the same thing goes for Harden. We've seen Harden, obviously, this year. But, like, is he going to be able to, you know, bring that killer instinct to Philadelphia and, you know, uh, he's already opted into his contract for the 2022-23 season. I think it's somewhere around $47.5 million. But then at that point, Keith, heading into the 2023 offseason, he can earn, I think, is it four years, $247 million, I, I think, is the, the contract he can grab? Something like that. I, I forget what the number is. I mean, it might be either 223 something like that, yeah. So at that point, do you and, and listen, as we all know, I mean, this was kind of like a big question, too, when it comes to Harden. He obviously he's getting up there in age. He's on the wrong side of 30. You know, you, you know, you're going to have to resign him. Right. And you're going to have to kind of give him that, that all that money. And, and you're going to be committing to him till he was about till he's about 36 or 37 years old. Is that something that you would you would want to do if you're the 76ers? Hey, man, they was trying to give Al Horford a lot of money when he this was is old, true. too. This is true. Um, I, I feel like sometimes when you're trying to win a championship and you feel like you, you're there and you need that player, um, you look at Joel Embiid's injury history and all that stuff, and you look at he's in this prime now. I think that, you know, sometimes you make sacrifices and sometimes you give out money. And some people might think this may think it's not wise money. But right now, you're looking at it and you're saying to yourself, the window is now. Yep. They're two and a half, about two and a half, two games out of first, right? Joel's having an all-star season. I feel like that money down there is one of those where you say to yourself, like, you know, hey, guess what? This right here is money that we're giving you guys for what you did in 2022 and 2023, right? Thank you for helping us win a championship. That's what I think it is. Right, and I feel like that's going to – this is why, like, it ha they have to win kind of, like, right now. Now, as far as this year goes, who knows? We kind of discussed it in the last segment. They still got to get through Brooklyn. They still got to get through Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a team we haven't even brought up, Keith. The, the Bucks added Serge Ibaka. You know, so the Bucks has added Serge Ibaka to a championship team, and there's hope that I read that Brook Lopez can come back. I think in March, so the, like the Bucks are still going to be right there with Giannis and Chris Middleton and everybody else. And then you also look at uh, you brought up the Heat. Um, that team's a, got the best record in the Eastern Conference. Jimmy Butler has been to the NBA Finals. Bam Adebayo has been to the NBA Finals. Kyle Lowry has a championship ring. Duncan Robinson, all those guys have finals experience, so they know what it takes to get to that level. They're also led by a terrific head coach, uh, and Eric Spolstra, who is one of the best you know, in the NBA, probably in NBA history, who's named to the top 15, as did Doc Rivers. But I look at, I look at the Sixers, and I, here's another thing I, you got to 
remember, Keith. There's only a couple of instances I can think of of a team making a huge deal at the deadline and then going on to win the championship. Like the, the, the Raptors did it in 2019 with Marcus All, and the Pistons did it in 2004 with Rasheed Wallace. But other than that, making a big deal at the deadline does not guarantee championship. Yeah, it doesn't. But, I mean, I, I think that when you look at this team, what was the – yeah, you're right. It's tough. The only thing is when you look at this team, they needed a guard. They need really needed Absolutely. a guard. And I think that that was the thing. Now, I honestly believe, though, I'm going to be honest with you, if they would have waited next year and next year they would have to clear up all that cap space, it wasn't going to work. You like think because so? Nah, because I think that you were going to have to get rid of too many players. Like, losing Tobias Harris would have been huge. Losing, like, some of the other uh, role players. I said right now, and they were able to keep Matisse Thibel. I mean, they were. You know, so I, I think that was big right then and there. Now, again, you know, you know, if you could probably get somebody in the buyout market, hopefully. But, but I think, like, this year – this really fits their thing. Like, like kind of sort of like when they got Rashid Detroit. And I don't even know if Mark Gasol won that championship the year. I think they may have won it the following season. No, they did, 2019. They, they won it. They won yeah. it when they got. But the thing about when they got Rashid, you know, Rashid was the missing piece. He was the guy that they needed. Yeah. Like, they needed. Here is kind of like this is the missing piece. This is the guy they needed. And I think that is really going to work out for them. It's going to be interesting to really see because... It's going to be tough to win a chip, though. No, ab- ab- absolutely. Work out for them. No, absolutely. It's definitely going to be tough to win a chip because they're, they, are, they, they still need a backup big. You know, we, we touched on it in the last segment. Like, off the top of your head, Keith, I mean, the only... Just looking ahead to the buyout market, I know the Rockets waived Ennis Freedom, uh, but I wouldn't go out there Ennis Freedom. I, I don't know if I would. Um, you have to think the Indiana Pacers would buy out Tristan Thompson, right, after their deal... Sending DeMontis a bonus to the Sacramento Kings. You, you think maybe they would buy out Tristan Thompson and maybe he could back up uh, Joel? Could be, but he's also a clutch dude. Like, I don't know if that's going to work out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I right, know, right, right. I don't know how that's going. You know, it, it, it's – I mean, you do have a nice young guy in, in Bassey, so we'll see what he can do. But um, but are you are you relying on Bassey in a playoff game to back up Joel? Well, see, the thing about in the playoff game, the minutes aren't going to be as long as you think they are. No, for, for sure. Of course. Guy. Of course. Um, you know, that, that's a great question. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, my, my thing is I'm, I'm thinking here, like maybe Tristan will bring leadership um, and, and does a couple other things. I don't know how impactful he would be if they decided or if Clutch decided <laughs> this is where they wanted a guy to come. <laughs> Um, you know, like like you said, and his freedom not really that good, but on on a limited role, someone who would come in there and hack and and do this and that. The thing is, I think what's going to happen is, like I I think that what we'll, what we'll see is we'll see a lot of small ball lineups. You know what I mean? I think that we'll see when Joel goes out, they could probably move Tobias to the five, or you could have George's Niang come in and play the five. But really. Is going to be um, a lot of James spreading the floor and dudes like at the three shooting. You know what I mean? I think when Joel is out, that's what we're going to see. Unless they go out there and get a big. You know what I mean? Another one. But I think more so than a big now. Having a, missing a big is huge. I think they need to go out there and get some more sharpshooters. I right. mean, just, no, I, yeah. there's that too. Yeah. There's that too. Yeah. 
Now we, we, we got to wrap up. Um, so like, like, listen, we just, we want to thank you so much for making locked on 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Listen, everybody, make sure you guys look out for Monday's edition of Locked On 76ers because I'm sure Keith and I will definitely continue this conversation. But listen, for the OG, Keith Pompey with the Philadelphia Inquirer, I'm Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire over at USA Today. We're out. We'll see you guys next time. Deuces.